Basketball has officially entered the second half of the season. This is the time for teams to prove that they are contenders or pretenders. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in the action now to claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with DraftKings' daily fantasy lineup. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how are we feeling on this lovely Sunday afternoon? Uh, better than you, I know that. I'm, I'm not feeling too shabby at all, just kind of chilling. You know, that's right. But uh, usually when I'm not feeling too hot, it's um, maybe because I had a drink or two the night before. However, that's not the case this time. Because yesterday was filled with volleyball. For those of you who don't know volleyball, it's volleyball, but inside of a box. And you can use the walls and stuff. And it's really fun, Chase. I know you've enjoyed some time playing volleyball before. But after three hours of volleyball, when you haven't done much exercise except for, you know, just walking around for the past, I don't know, three, four months, it doesn't really work out very well. I rolled two ankles. I feel like I dislocated my left shoulder. I'm just a mess right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me it didn't work out too well. I, I know if I went and tried to do that right now, I'd probably just die. So, you know, more power to you. It's, it was really fun, though. Um, I, I got to, oh, my gosh, Graham tried to spike on me. Just one yeah. one hand blocked it, got the point. Uh, there there was some good times, oh but uh, it it hasn't been a good time this morning. I woke up at like ten, tried to get to the bathroom to you know do your morning pee, and um, yeah, it probably took around 30, 40 seconds to get to the bathroom when it's literally a door over from mine. That, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so feeling really healthy right now, but that's good. Um, Chase. We got a good show on tap, a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're going to be talking about, of course, our Tampa news. We've got a player that may be returning pretty soon here. We got to talk about our amazing goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky. We're going to look back on some games, look forward and preview some games. And then after the commercial break, we got to talk about some stuff around the league. But also, we're going to be looking at TSN's trade bait board and see maybe... Is there some moves that our Tampa Bay Lightning can make? So first, Chase, let's talk about a player that could be returning soon. I was talking about how currently I'm not very healthy as I'm in a lot of pain, very sore. However, we already have Mitchell Stevens back looking healthy. He's skating with the team. 
yeah, so this is good news. Uh, just started skating a couple days ago. Uh, he's still out for today. Uh, who knows exactly how long he's going to be out. I, I haven't seen anything saying exactly when he'll be back, but hopefully it's, you know, coming here pretty soon because he's not, you know, like some massive score or anything for us, but he's a really great depth piece. You know, he works hard, does the right things. He's a good skater. He's strong enough in the faceoff dot. He's just a, he's a good player that really helps this team. And just to get that, you know, extra depth piece, it's going to help big time in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. So happy to have him back. Um, and when this team is healthy and at just just complete full capacity with Mitchell Stevens, we talked about Nikita Kucherov, how he was skating. We can't wait to get him back. And this team's healthy. I mean, they sure as hell feel unbeatable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I talk about, talk about it all the time. It's, it's the best team in the league. It's not even close. I like no goalie even comes close. When you have Nikita Kudrov in the lineup and Steven Stamkos and Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli, like Andre Palau, the way he's playing this year, show me a forward group that you would take over that. And then in terms of defense, you know, even though the right side might be a little lacking, you still have Victor Hedman, Mikhail Sergachev, geez, excuse me, uh, Ryan McDonough, and still Eric Trinaki and Ruder are, are good young defensemen too. Kellen Foote's been playing well. Like it's, it's just, I guess it's not an easy team to be. I, I don't know how they have any trouble going forward. Yeah, and, and one of the reasons why we're so unbeatable is Andre Vasilevsky. We've talked about him. Best goalie in the league. Always a Vesna candidate. Currently on a 11-game win streak. Yeah, it's, it's pretty decent, eh? Uh, not too bad. He, you know, he's been killing it. Obviously, not the team on 11-game win streak uh, because, we, you know, we've dropped games here and there. But every game that he started, yeah, he's just, he's just been killing it. So hopefully he can keep it rolling. Um you know, goalies get hot and cold all the time. But still, Andre Vasilevsky's cold is still better than every other goalie's. You know, even warming up. So, if even if he does start dropping a couple of games here and there, it's nothing to be worried about because he's still going to be just absolutely elite. Absolutely, and Andre Vasilevsky eleven game win streak is awesome. But what else is awesome? A three game win streak currently for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, as of recording, of course, this is being recorded on Sunday before the Florida game at four p.m. Um, we've got three games to cover here, Chase. One against Dallas, two against Chicago. Uh, we took all three of them, so that's awesome. But let's first talk about the Dallas game. This one went to a shootout, but we were able to come out on top. Yeah, it was a good bounce back from the night before, dropping the game four to one. It was it was a response that you wanted to see. Um, you know, you might want to see a little more dominance, just win the game in regulation. You don't want to necessarily give up, you know, points, especially this season where you're only playing division opponents. So you want to try to keep points from them and give yourself all the points. But at the end of the day, as long as Tampa's getting at least a point every night and two points, like they're going to get most nights, they're going to be fine because they're they're making the playoffs. They're going to finish towards the top, if not top of the division. Uh, so it, it was just it was just a great game, coach. Sorry. Now, Chase, let me ask you. Are you, as a fan, as watching, you know, watching games, do you get more worried when your team is winning or when your team is currently in a deficit? Oh, so like worried about them, like pissing the lead away or worried that they're not going to come back? What do you mean? So it just like in general, when you're watching a game, if you're down like three one with going into the third period, I guess, or you're up 3-1 going into the third period. Which one are you more worried about? Well, I mean, if, if we're talking about, you know, so I, I've got two NHL teams that I that I hold near and dear to my heart, the Tampa Lightning, of course, and the Detroit Red Wings. If we're talking about the Tampa Lightning, uh, you know, I'm more nervous when they're down, even though I still think they can come back and win because if they're up, you know, odds are they're not going to blow that lead. If it's the Detroit Red Wings, you're shitting your pants every time you watch them because they're terrible. 
Okay. So me, I, I'm a person who's just always more worried when we're up. I don't know why. It's like, okay, we've we should have the win in the bag. Let's just finish it out. Like it's it's just we got to get there. You know, we've got the lead. Let's make it there. And I think it's because I've got so much experience watching teams just turtle and they blow the lead every time um, going into the third being down. I'm like, OK, I mean, we're not expected to win at this point. We're losing. So if we can pull out a win, that'll be amazing. If we don't, I mean, I kind of expected it going into this third period. So um I, I am a person that worries more when we're already up. And so this game got me a little bit worried as we were up three to one. And then Dallas rallied with two goals in the last three minutes. And that made me just freak out. However, um, overtime, nothing was done. And then in the shootout, Ross Colton and Braden Point were able to put us over the top. So I just wanted to bring that up because I, I think it's interesting to see different people's philosophies. And me, I'm just a person who... If I'm in the lead, I'm scared shitless because, I mean, all types of sports, uh, leads are blown. Like, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and the amount of times I've seen them blow leads just, it scars me. It's interesting. So I, I got two, two points real quick. Just want to throw this in real quick. Uh, you mentioned Ross Colton. He's been playing great. He's got three points in five games uh, since he's been in the lineup, and he's playing really well on that bottom line. So, you know, more power to him. Hopefully he keeps doing well. But uh, beside that, like in, in a game like this, you know, when the pressure starts coming on towards the end, when you have that lead, sure, you start feeling a little nervous. And obviously once goal number two is scored, then you're like, oh boy, here we go. We, we see that all the time. But like going into a, a, the third period, three to one, I mean, I'm not like nervous. I'm not content. I'm just kind of vibing, you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, I've, I've just been scarred too many times to not, be nervous just like how often do we see turtling like still I mean how many times have people talked about going into the turtle is the worst possible case for a team they're going to lose I want to see the actual win percentage on teams that go into the turtle it's probably not very high but for some reason it seems like almost every sports team still continues to do it yeah, I mean, it, it's it's bound to happen. It's just a natural like cycle of life of sports, really. Yeah, well, Chase, let's move on to the next game. This is the first of our two games against the Chicago Blackhawks. This one, another victory and another goal from Ross Colton. Yeah, you know, as I just mentioned, he's been playing great. It's, it's awesome to see. Uh, he, he's someone that when he was called up, you know, you figured maybe he'd get some playing time, but you didn't uh, necessarily expect anything too crazy from him, but he, he's been doing well. Um, but it, it was, you know, another good team game. Uh, just an, another one of these games where the scoring was kind of spread around. You know, you, you had Victor Hedman score a goal. Ross Colton obviously scored. And then Killorn and Gord. So, you know, you, you had a star player. You had your middle guys and you had your depth piece. So when the team's operating like that, you know, it's great to see. Yeah. And then we move on to the final game against the Blackhawks in this another win four to one. And Chase, we talked about it when we were previewing this matchup that the last time we were coming up against them, this Blackhawks team was looking really good, pretty hot. However, they started to slow down. And that was really the case in these two games as well. You know, a four two and a four to one victory. That's something I didn't expect when we were coming into the prior series. But this series, I'm not too shocked because the Blackhawks just they seem to have halted. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, they're on like a five game losing streak right now. So you know that's that, that, that's tough. That sucks. You know, I feel for you guys. Uh, I mean, really, this game was 
like not really much of a competition. Tampa was just fine in the back then. Chicago was struggling. Hilda Brink got squeezed one in there in the third and ruined Vasilevsky's shutout. Uh, but like you know, they're, they're a team. They, they've not been really you know too efficient on their power play. They haven't been taking an, enough advantage of their uh, even strength chances, and it just it really seems like maybe it was just a hot start, but. It's weird because when I watched them at the beginning of the year, it didn't look like a hot start. It looked like it was a team that was genuinely a good hockey team. So I, don't, I really don't know. It's a very strange case. Yeah, and let's just say a five-game win streak or a five-game loss streak, excuse me, definitely not as bad as a 13-game losing streak, I think, for yeah. Buffalo right now. Uh, um, that's absolutely Dumb. atrocious. But we will celebrate, Chase. You and I will celebrate our two victories over oh, Chicago yeah. with some sh- Chicago-style hot dogs. We're going to Portillo's today. Forgot to mention that in the opening. Um, I don't know if Portillo's is like a just a Chicago thing and then there's one in Michigan or if it's like a national thing. But uh, Portillo's hot dogs, one opened up right by us, so... We're going to go give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I know they're obviously really prominent in Chicago, and, like, that's kind of part of their tagline is, like, being a Chicago-based uh, restaurant, I guess. So I don't know where else they are, you know, around the U.S. or around the world, but I, I've only had it once, and I remember it, it was very yummy. So now that this opened up, I'm very excited to go and give it another shot. Yeah, this will be my first time. I'm actually really excited. Um, I, I don't really know why people don't like hot dogs like I've got a couple of them in my family they're like ew hot dogs that's so gross they make me want to puke and I'm like dude how that's that like burgers and hot dogs is the American meal yeah I I gotta agree there dude like are you kidding me in in the summer you're you got four or five beers in you and it's just hot outside it's 4 30 in the afternoon the grill's on, and you you just grab a, a fresh burger and a fresh hot dog, and you just devour it. Like that's heaven. That's yeah. heaven. Yeah, I I don't get it. I I hope everyone listening are hot dog fans. They might they might all be hot dog haters. I don't know. Um, that would be but that'd be horrible. <laughs> we're gonna find a new fan base for that. No, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, really excited about that. Well, Chase, we've got. Just one matchup to preview here. Um, like we said, the Florida game's on tonight. We're not going to be previewing that because what's the point? Um, but we got a two-game Dallas series Tuesday and Thursday, both at 8.30. Um, and this is in Dallas. The last time we versed Dallas, a 4-3 to three shootout win. And the only other time we played Dallas this season, a 2 to nothing win for our Tampa Bay Lightning, currently sitting 2-0 against Dallas. Um, I, I expect something along the lines of exactly that. 2-0 and this series, I'm thinking. Yeah, I would be shocked if it's not a 2-0 series win for Tampa. Dallas has been fine this year. They've, like, that's, that's about it, though. Like, at the, at the height, they've been fine. They've they've struggled. You know, they've looked bad against the Red Wings team, you know, in the last series. The last game that they played, they ended up winning and doing all right. But, you know, even when we saw them play Tampa, they, they looked fine. You know, that, that was about it. When, when I've watched them play other teams, it just looks fine. That's about it. So I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. I assume Vasilevsky gets one of the starts, probably not both. Um, you know, if, if he gets both, then it's easy. If he doesn't get the second one, it might be a little cause of concern. But McElhinney is still good enough to win the game, uh, so I wouldn't be too concerned. And I was actually wrong. We are not 2-0 and against Dallas. We are 3-0 and against Dallas. Uh, our other game... Five to nothing win. So uh, we've been pretty good against them this year. We were pretty good against them last year in the Stanley Cup Finals. So we expect the same to Not continue. A Not a big deal. 
Um, all right, Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the break, we got to be talking about the TSN hockey trade bait list, but also your favorite coach of all time, Ralph Kruger. <laughs> my brother Mike. He's my brother Matt. And we are the brothers of discussion hosting Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas about your Detroit Red Wings finally have a hope. In a season mired in tragedy and despair, we are here to be your audible Earl Grey to bring joy, placidity, and perspective to one of the roughest eras in Red Wing history. Ah! We honor the past, find the positives in the present. I swear they're there. And paint the picture of what's to come in the Winged Wheels future. Paul Woods here on the radio broadcast of your Detroit Red Wings, and I'm going to play games like, Who's that? Who's that? Come on! Pokemon! Where Matt has to try and guess quotes pulled right out of context for Jeff Blashell, and we got to figure out who that Red Wing is. <laughs> Every episode, we put ourselves in the legendary shoes of Steve Iserman and play Be the GM, finding ways to ice a competitive team while accumulating assets for the franchise's future. We also shoot the breeze. Some of the great local and national voices in Red Wings hockey, including Ken Kell and Keith Gave and Greg Wyshynski and Ryan Lambert. Check us out every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And check us out live every Wednesday and Sunday for Red Wings reactions and live conversations with you on our YouTube channel, The Brothers of Discussion. All right, Chase, we are back from the commercial break. We got to talk about a couple different things. I think we should first hop into the Ralph Kruger news because, like I said, I believe it is currently a 13-game losing streak. Um, And Ralph Kruger, he's out of the building finally. And I know you were a big fan of this move because you thought he was hurting Rasmus Dahlin. Jack Eichel, and every single other player that was on the team. But give me a little bit more of your thinking on why Ralph Kruger maybe is not the best coach in the league. First of all, ha, take the L, Ralph. You suck. You're fired. Stop ruining the Buffalo Sabres. They've already been through enough. All right, so now I get that out of the way. Um, I, I, you know, I, I feel bad for these Buffalo players and these Buffalo fans having to deal with Ralph Kruger for the time they had. It wasn't anything long. It was like two, maybe three seasons. But it, it just... It went horribly wrong. They brought in this guy thinking that, you know, he could be a good mind. Uh, he always talks about how smart he is, talks about how he's an economist and that he uh, ran a, like a football club over in Europe. But like, dude, we don't we don't give a shit. You, you're a hockey coach now. You co- coach hockey and do a decent job out of it. And he didn't do a decent job of it. He just he doesn't really know what he's what he's doing. Like he's he knows enough, uh, you know, at like the lower levels where he can like get away with with, with bullshit and, you know, kind of sloppy. Uh, you know, strategy and player management where if you've got a talented roster, you can win. But when you get to the NHL, if you have that, you can have a talented roster and still struggle if you don't know how to properly manage that roster. That's kind of what we're seeing because Buffalo is not like a bad team. They're sure they've got some holes, but they should not be this bad. There's just zero chance they should be this bad. So the fact that Ralph Kruger has made his players regress so hard that Taylor Hall, Jeff Skinner, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, you know, Jack Eichel and Sam Meyer have been okay. But, you know, even a guy like, like Casey Middlestadt uh, or uh, Rasmus Ristolainen, all these guys, they're decent players at minimum, if not way better than decent. And they all just have gotten worse, it, it seemed, over the years. And Rasmus Dahlin is a specific case. You know, I talk about I, he's the best young defenseman in the league. I still think that's the case. I think he's going to start, you know, going trending back upwards under a different coach. Um, whoever they end up hiring their full-time coach, I hope they kind of go somebody new, not an old 
NHL coach that's already been fired. Find somebody new. Maybe go to the college or junior ranks. Maybe go to the Euro- European ranks. It doesn't happen very often, if ever. Uh, but like they, 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 need, they need to try something new because if you get another coach who mismanages, mismanages these assets and you have this generational talent in Rasmus Dahlin because he is a generational talent at defense and you ruin him, you're in trouble. Two questions here for you, Chase. One, why did it take so damn long to get Kruger out of the building? And two, why is why have the Sabres struggled so tremendously under the Pagulas while the Bills, if you're a football fan, the Bills owned by the Pagulas as well, they've recently taken this huge upswing and they're one of the best teams in the league. So where is the difference between the hockey and the football teams that are just making the Pagulas look like failures in one league and successes in the other? It's strange because I, I really like the Pagulas. I really like Tim and Kim. I like, like or Tim. Is that his name? Jeez, what is his name? I don't know. Regardless, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but I don't, I don't think it's Tim now that I said it. But regardless, I, I do Terry. like Kim Pagula a lot. Terry, thank you. I knew it was a T. T yeah, Ter- Terry and Kim Pagula, I, I, I like the two. Um, I, I think they're good owners, and they're doing a great job in, in the NFL with, with Buffalo. And I'm a big – their Bills aren't my favorite team, but they're a, you know they're a team that I support definitely. So it's good to see what they're doing there. But then you look over to the Sabres, and it is very you know perplexing. I, I think they put you know more time, more assets into the football team. You know, the assets kind of needed because it's a different league, uh, more money needed, more more players, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of time, you know, you got a longer season in the NHL. Maybe you should focus on that a little harder. You've you've got this asset, uh, this team that's been struggling for you know, over a decade now, and you, you got to try to turn them around. It doesn't I don't know if they're fully committed to it quite yet. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Kevin Adams is in at GM. This is his first season. He can hire his guy at coach. Hopefully he finds somebody that is a good fit. Um, you know, and the Pagulas need to just let him do his thing, try not to intervene in any way. And if he, he finds a decent candidate and takes over the job, things could start turning around. They're going to end up having a good draft pick again this year. Um, so hopefully we start seeing things change. Hopefully the Pagulas just let Kevin Adams do his thing, let the coaches have to do his thing, and then intervene when they like really need to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, we'll now move on to talk about Goloshev as we talked about how he was going to be coming over to the Isles. Well, it is official, but also... Arizona, they brought over their own Russian player. Yeah, so that'd be Vladislav Provolnev. He is a defenseman. Uh, he just finished up with uh, Jesus. What's the, oh, that's the team? Um, I can never, I can never say it. I, this is one uh, what team name I really struggle with. Severstal Sherpovets. I, I can, I can never say it. Um, but you, you know, it, it, at least I get to embarrass myself. So Mike doesn't have to feel too embarrassed uh, every episode, but, uh, so regardless, yeah, he's coming over from the KHL. He's a 25 year old defenseman, six, three, one ninety four, good size. Uh, he's a decent score. He's scores, you know, just under half a point per game this season in the KHL, kind of a breakout year. Prior to that was more just of a defensive only guy. Um, didn't really provide much offense. So this is kind of a breakout year. He gets a chance at the NHL. We'll see what he does coming over. I would suspect he plays some NHL games once he's quarantined ready to go. Uh, I don't know if he's just like if they plan on putting him in the like taxi squad or what for now, but we should see him get some action soon. Yeah, that'll be cool. We like seeing new players come over to the league, especially those who play in the KHL. So I'm excited to see what these two players can do. But Chase, we now move on to the last little piece of, uh, I, I guess, bait, because we got to look at a trade bait board. Um TSN's trade bait board. There's a lot of names on here, and we got to see this Tampa and one of these guys or a couple of these guys have a fit. So let's take a look at the board here. I think it's kind of funny because at 12, you got Chicago's cap space. 
And then eight, you got Toronto's top prospect. They're just not going to name a prospect. They're just going to say they're top one. Um, so a co- weird. A couple of those things I find quite funny. But, Chase, any names here that you see that you think, hey, maybe this could be a fit for our Tampa Bay Lightning? Well, I mean, there's definitely some names, but it's just, you know, what do you got to do to take on the salary? Because, you know, if you're looking for that right shot defenseman, you got you got David Savard on here. Uh, you got Brandon Montour. You got Colin Miller. Uh, you, you've got some good right shot defensemen. Uh, we don't necessarily need a scoring right shot defenseman. I don't think we need someone that's a two-way or stay-at-home type guy. So those guys would all be like pretty good fits for that. But the issue is, uh, you know, that they're all almost you know four million dollar cap hits. Brandon Montour is three point eight five. Um, Colin Miller is at three point eight eight, and then David Smart is over four at four point two five. So that's a lot of cap to take on when Tampa literally has zero dollars in cap space. So if there's a way to figure out some sort of uh, you know, like cap move to get the straight down without giving up a key piece. Uh, that that would, I mean, that would be great. That'd be really all this team would need. But I just, it might be too hard. Yeah, for sure. If we are able to find that cap space, I feel like Brandon Montour has kind of got to be that perfect fit. He's a he's a UFA after this year, and he's currently on Buffalo, which obviously Buffalo is going to be selling because they're absolute garbage. So I, I feel like you would be able to. Um, get him for not a huge price. I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be going for a first-round pick like we saw uh, Blake Coleman and Barkley Gaudreau go for last year. Um, but it would definitely sure up the right-handed or the the right side of the defensive core, I should say. And on a one-year deal, you don't got to worry about bringing him back. It's just going for the repeat, you know. So I think him or Savard too. Um, when I was looking at Colin Miller, he's still got a year left, uh, also on Buffalo, so he could be kind of easy to get. But do we want to, you know, take on an extra year after this year when you are already tight on cap space? I don't really know. So I think Brandon Montour might be that guy we're going for. You know, that, that's fair. I, I don't really disagree. I, I like that. I think it could be a really nice fit. But you know, it's just all kind of maneuvering at this point. So when you when you look at this team, you look at the cap hits for this season. Um, like there's not really anybody that you're able to move. If you can figure out a way to get Tyler Johnson somewhere, that'd be great. You know, when you're talking about this trade bait board, you see that, um, Chicago that, you know, they have their cap space, whatever. So just see if you can get Tyler Johnson over there. I I don't know if they're going to take him on because of the term left on his deal. Maybe you can throw in a little sweetener, throw in a second, third round pick, and they can just go buy him out, and then you can go make another move, or like the bounce after the season. Then you go make another move. Uh, you get like a Brandon Montour. You know that's something that could be done. But Tyler Johnson's been playing well enough where I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that's definitely tough. And I mean, we we see a name here at number four on the TSN trade bait board, uh, Taylor Hall. Uh, even though we don't really have the cap space, might as well bring him in, right? Yeah, I mean, might, might as well. Uh, we can figure out a way that Buffalo can retain all, all of the salary and we just give up like a six-round pick. That's fine. I think that would be pretty excellent. We could do like conditions too where if we go on to win the Stanley Cup, then the six turns into a fifth. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I, I think that's something they would do. Yeah, that sounds like a great deal for the Buffalo Sabres. But uh, yeah, so right now we're looking at the right, right side of the defensive core. Um, that's really where we got to sure up the – uh, the team, as we do have three right-handed defensemen, three solid right-handed defensemen, but right now we're having some injury troubles there. So bring in some more depth there, and I think that's uh, that's probably looking pretty good for a repeat. Yeah, I mean, even if the, if it was healthy, Brandon Montour would uh, slot in over maybe Callum Footer, Ruder, depending on how either the two are playing uh, on any given night. 
uh, Montour would be a guy that would be safely in the lineup. So like it, it would just help kind of strengthen that that defensive aspect of that right side, which really needs to be you know strengthened because like it's just it's fine, but nothing more than fine. If that happens, it's it it's a free win. It, it's a free Stanley Cup win. <laughs> I don't know about that, Chase. Free? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it's not free, but I'm saying it anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, the trade deadline is coming up very soon. Monday, April 12th is going to be exciting. We're going to be doing some more coverage on the trade deadline as we head up to it and after the trade deadline is over. But, Chase, that's going to do it for this show. We're going to do a quick hockey name of the day, and then we'll be out of here. All righty. We got Maximilian Ooh, an S and a Z. Is it a silent Z? Is it a silent S? Are they both? Is it Z? I I don't. We got Maximilian Zuber. Silent S. That's what I'm going for. Maximilian Zuber. Yes, it is. Let's go, baby. So, yeah, kind of unique spellings for both first and last name. Maximilian is M-A-K-S-Y-M-I-L-I-A-N. Uh, you know, that's a little strange. He's German and Polish, so maybe that, you know, the Polish has something to do with that. I don't know necessarily how it would be spelled uh, in Polish, but I know in Germany normally it would not be spelled like that. And then the Zuber, S-Z-U-B-E-R, you know, that's just interesting to see. But our, our boy Maximilian, he's an 18-year-old defenseman. Uh, he's playing for the Red Bull Academy and playing a little bit for uh, EHG Munchen in the top German league. So anybody who doesn't know the Red Bull Academy is a, it's a school. I don't know if they do more than hockey, but I, I know them for hockey. Uh, so I'll just call them that. They're a hockey academy in Austria. They um, house like offer uh, under twenty age players, and you gotta you gotta be like a, a pretty talented player too. Uh, you know, a, a guy like John Jason Paterka, he played there before. Um, like you, you gotta have some talent to get here. It's not just somewhere you, you can go and play. Uh, it, it's like it's a legit team. So he, you know, he plays there. Uh, they play in the Alps Hockey League, which is a lower level league, but it's a technically a pro league. So they're playing against men. So it's good exposure for these kids. Uh, you know, they get to go to school, kind of refine their skills, and play against men. So he's he's moved on to probably the German league full time now. Now that he's twenty, next season uh, maybe an NHL team wants to take a late flyer on him. I, I don't see that happening. But he's got the size, and you know, he's got enough production where maybe it could happen. Yeah, and you tried to trick me with the weird spellings. But, Chase, it did not work this time. I am just bigger and better than the last time I was on the show. Um, I, I, I got this one, and I'm happy about it. And I, I think as celebration, I might get two hot dogs from Portillo's. <laughs> yeah. <to> hear it. <laughs> All right, Chase. Well, that's going to be it for the show. So let's hit him with an outro, and we can get out of here. All right. I want to thank you guys for listening. As always, Like, if you would like to become – geez. If you, the listener, would like to become a patron on Patreon, there we go, uh, you can do that. Uh, you can support us that way. It's not required, but if you want to hear more Hockey Podcast Network content, you can do that. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet, that's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, follow WNP on Twitter, at WNP Sports Pod, that's WNP Sports Pod. Go get your football talk over there. Uh, make sure to check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts of the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, and use code THPN at DraftKings. Thanks so much for checking us out today um, in like the like listening form, not like going on our Instagram and stalking us and like checking us out that way. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming out. We'll talk to you guys next time.